0: Welcome to the Practical Prepping Podcast, 10-Minute Tuesday. This is a new segment that we plan to put out every Tuesday. Sometimes it'll be lighthearted, as we plan to do today. Uh, Sometimes it'll be a gear review. Sometimes it'll be tips. You just never know what we may find to fill up this 10 or so minutes. Today, we're going to just be a little bit lighthearted and uh, talk about some prepper stereotypes uh Krista wrote some of this when uh when we wrote our book uh Practical Prepping for everyday People
1: available on Amazon
0: <laughs> <laughs> or contact us and uh we can make arrangements for you to get an autographed copy if you would like to have that as well but uh the first one that uh we want to look at is the homesteader the homesteader is one that raises a lot of their own vegetables in the garden they keep chickens or They're there for fresh eggs, meat, maybe they breed rabbits, or they build up an impressive compost pile. Uh, We worked all weekend on getting all the leaves out of the yard, so it's a pretty impressive pile out there right now. But this, the homesteader often says, I will live off of my land for years. I'm not leaving for any reason, regardless of how bad it gets. That's the homesteader.
1: The next one we describe is called the Paul Bunyan, the loner. The one that says, I'll do everything by myself. I'll live in the woods or at a bug out location for the duration. I have enough wood to last three years and an ax to cut more. I'll hunt, I'll trap, and I'll forage to live off the land because I'm a survivalist.
0: The next one's my favorite, the Tin Hatter. They believe everything is a conspiracy. Big Brother's watching. The government's listening to all of our conversations. They're reading our emails and monitoring all of our communications. And I can buy part of that. You know, last night we mentioned something that we hadn't mentioned. Uh, Angus and uh, Farms, food. farms. farms mm-hmm. Foods. And it was not 30 minutes later that an advertisement for them popped up on Facebook in my feed. Mm -hmm. It's not something I've searched. So I do think to some degree, at least our telephones are listening for ad purposes. But these are the guys that say um, the government's lied to us about aliens, about chemtrails, the moon landing, the deep state. FEMA's setting up camps to house all the sheeple when the time comes. These are the guys that there's a conspiracy under every rock.
1: Explain why they call them the, the tin hatter.
0: The tinfoil hat. It's to protect the the wearer from the alien beams or the control beams that the government are unleashing upon us with 3G, 4G, 5G, to to invade our (laughs) brains and control our thoughts.
1: The next one we classify is called the Holy Roller. These are the ones that say, God told me to get ready for the great apocalypse and to tell you to get ready. If you believe what I believe and do the things that I do, you'll be protected when it hits the fan. Otherwise, you're toast.
0: Now, the Doomsdayer, he's kind of the cousin to the Tin Hatter. And he prepares for that one singular event, which they'll believe will wipe out 90% of the Earth's population and end all life as we know it. The term is Teotihuacan, the end of the world as we know it. Some of these folks build underground bunkers to withstand avian flu or nuclear blast or EMP, man-made electronic pulse wiping out the power grid. Uh, societal collapse causing hordes of takers leaving the cities that would be the zombies or maybe they're guarding against a pandemic which is not a bad idea but not to go into a bunker and avoid all life for the next three years or they are preparing for the zombie apocalypse these are the one and, and that could actually be fun, you know, if it would be the slow walking zombies anyway, not uh-huh. the ones that come running at you, uh-huh. but they store enough food and water and they've got multiple power generators and enough gas mass to last for years, and they have all kinds of equipment and all kinds of uh methods to replenish and protect their stuff.
1: The next type of prepper stereotype that we have labeled is called the day tripper. Now, these are the ones that will buy bread and milk when the weather folks use the snow word. Uh, They'll pick up a jar of peanut butter or maybe a pack of sandwich meat to go with that bread and milk. Or when a hurricane is headed their way, they'll buy food and water and batteries. They'll locate their flashlights and they'll fill their gas tank. They'll likely maybe even buy plywood to board up the windows. But then after the storm, they'll use up those supplies over the next coming weeks or months and not keep any other extra supplies around. They're not really a prepper. They're more of a day tripper, just whatever I need today or maybe tomorrow. And that's all I'm thinking about.
0: Now, this next one we've seen a lot of here since uh, March anyway. And this is the panicked store hopper. He's kind of akin to the day tripper. Uh, but they're driven by fear that's created by the media hype about what's disappearing from the shelves. How many posts have we seen recently about the shelves are getting bare? Uh, you can't buy this. You can't buy that at my local big box store and These are the folks that go and we saw this with toilet tissue. They go from store to store in search of that one item that they told that they are told that they'll need. And if they find it, they buy more than they could possibly need. And we saw it with toilet tissue in the COVID-19 uh, panic. I actually saw people walk into a store, and when they were told that there was no toilet tissue, they turned around and walked out. But if they found it, they'd buy two, thirty-six 36-roll packages. That's the panicked store hopper.
1: Right. And we may see that type of prepper uh, again. The last stereotype that we'd like to really dwell upon is called the practical prepper. And that's the type of prepper that Mark and I like to think that we are. We're the average Joe or Jane uh, who takes the Boy Scout motto, be prepared to heart. And we make common sense preparations to be self-sufficient for a reasonable amount of time. Uh, we don't want to depend on the government to, in order to feed our families or uh withstand a job loss or a financial setback or maybe even survive in the weeks uh, after a hurricane, a tornado, a blizzard, or an ice storm. Uh, We're preparing to stay warm and we're preparing to eat food when the power goes out. We're also prepared to handle many of the usual emergencies that come into our lives on a daily basis. Car emergencies, a flat tire, a dead battery out of gas, or maybe even preparing for an extended gridlock or a lockdown situation, which we did have earlier in March where we were told to stay home and not go to work and not go to school.
0: And you had that gridlock. Situation when you were stuck on I eighty five for seven hours without moving five feet.
1: Yes, and yeah, that that certainly taught me a big lesson about how practical I needed my prepping to be.
0: The practical preppers uh, prepare for natural disasters, job loss. Uh, when we married and moved down here, there was a period of time there when we had one income, and our food preps uh, came in really handy right there. Uh, but we also uh, look for those little emergencies that come along every day, uh, at least to somebody. Uh, we've got a first aid kit in our car. We've got jumper cables. Chris has a jump box in hers. We carry fire extinguisher, rain gear. We've got snacks and water bottle and small tool kit to handle most of the situations that uh, that arise uh, whether we're traveling to work or to school or even if we're making a cross-country trip. So we hope you've enjoyed the prepper stereotypes tonight on 10-minute uh, on Tuesday. And looking here at uh, my clock, it says we've done uh, 9 minutes and 15 seconds. So let's just tell folks how they can get in touch with us.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. You can visit us on our website at www.practicalprepping.info. And we want to give a shout-out to our friend Eric Smith with ProLineDesigns.com. He is an app creator and a web designer and a supporter. And if you need a website, you need to visit Eric Smith at ProLineDesigns.com.
0: no dot us
1: dot us i beg your pardon proline designs dot us i beg your pardon uh and we do thank you our listeners all over the world that have been listening to our podcast and we just want you to know that we think that prepping is very practical and we encourage you to get started or to keep going
0: drop us an email at info at practicalprepping.info info. See how we did that? We put info at the beginning and the end so mm-hmm. I can remember it. But <laughs> see probably, us on
1: Facebook too.
0: And you can see us on Facebook at practical prepping. But drop us an email and let us know what you think, uh, how you enjoy the program and any topics that you would possibly like for us to cover in the future. So we're coming up on 10 and a half minutes. So we've enjoyed you being with us. Thank you for listening. Uh, Leave us a five-star review, and remember,
1: stuff happens, so please stay prepared.
0: Bye-bye.